Hi everyone, it's Joe here from Lawn Solutions Australia and welcome to this episode of Turf Talk where I'm joined by the project manager at Twinview Turf, Trent Hobson. Trent, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Joe. So, Popping my podcast cherry. Yeah, <laughs> lucky, you, lucky you, lucky me. So we've had um, your boss, actually, Max Stevenson, yes, um, on this podcast a few episodes ago. So if you haven't checked that already, check out the podcast we did with Max. But uh, you work under Max in the same company, Twinview Turf, and we heard a little bit about Twinview uh, with Max uh, on the podcast. But why don't you tell us a little bit more about it and probably how Twinview is different uh, to the average turf farm? Uh, so we're a 240-hectare turf farm based in southeast Queensland, We've actually got uh, three wings of the business, which is sports field construction, sports field renovation, and turf production. So when one goes quiet, the other two sort of help bolster the business, and it's worked really successfully for us so far. So m- most turf farms obviously are just that. They're, they're harvesting turf and delivering it uh, to residential commercial markets, but you guys go that next level. So when you talk sports field maintenance, renovations and the like, what are you actually talking about? What kind of work do you guys do? So aeration, top dressing, scarifying, um, weed spraying, mm-hmm. all the above, goalmouth repairs. We do turf patching on fields at the end of the season, pretty much anything that's required on a sports field we and ha- do. And how long has Twinview been into that side of things for? Uh we were getting into it 18 years ago when I started there, but it's grown exponentially since I uh, I started on that side of the business about 11 years ago, and it's it's just grown in leaps and bounds since then. And so you talk maintenance, but you also talk construction. So that's literally building them from start to finish? Is yeah, that so we build them from start to finish. We resurface existing sports fields. Um, yeah, we do subsurface drainage, irrigation. Yeah all of the above. So from suburban grounds to top level, everything in between you or do you yeah, pick one or not exactly. the other? Everything? Every, yep. School ovals. Uh, we just did Brighton Homes Arena, which is the new Brisbane Lions ground at Springfield. Yeah, cool. So we'll get into more of the the oval work later and some of the projects that you've overseen in your in your long time at Twinview Turf now. What's it? 18 years. 18 years. Yep. How'd you get into the industry? How'd you start this journey uh, that's got to where you are now? Um, I pretty much fell in my lap. Yeah. Uh, I had a job as a landscaper that I was supposed to start a week after I got the job with Twinview. They'd mm-hmm. employed one of my housemates and saw my CV, which had a lot of farming background on it, and um, decided they wanted me instead of my housemate. Okay. And I said, <laughs> no, that's not the deal. I got another job, and they took both of us. Now, that go down with the housemate? Uh, well, he got the job anyway. Oh, he got so, the job too. Yeah, we carpooled for <laughs> the twelve months he worked at Twinview. Yeah. yeah, and and where you from? You said a farming background, so you're. I'm from Gunnedah, New South Wales, Gunnedah. originally. My family's got uh, cattle and um, broadacre grain crop country there. Yeah. Okay, still do. Yeah, still got the about ten thousand acres over six farms there. Do you get back to Gunnedah much now? Not as often as I should. Uh, um, COVID made it pretty tough. There was 18 months I never got home to see the family at all. Oh, but I'd probably get home two to three times a year. Yeah, right. right. Good place, Gunnar. I've been there a bit. Yeah, it's good. it was a good place to grow up. I really enjoyed it. What was your tip again for me? The MP Hotel? That's the one we went to, isn't it? Yeah, the MP Hotel. The MP yep. Hotel, yep. Anyone in Gunnar, go to the MP and get a chicken schnitzel. <laughs> you won't get a better one. It was good. So so your, your life now is it's it's pretty intense work wise. I know it's a it's a big job uh, you got to do there, and it's probably a lot of pressure. So, tell me about sort of the t- the typical day. I know there probably isn't a typical day, but do your best to describe a typical day yeah, for you now at Twinview Turf. That, that is pretty tough because there's yeah. no real typical day. Um, I guess scheduling and planning the jobs is probably the biggest part. I still get on the tools and give the boys a hand a fair bit, 
But, um, yeah, probably just scheduling and planning, ordering product, mm-hmm. um, talking to clients. Do you quote yourself, do you? Or A little bit. We've actually got a salesman that um, wins most of the work. Yeah. Um, I do I do some quoting for mm-hmm. our particular clients, but he probably wins most of the jobs and I take them on and see them through to the finish. Because I'd imagine there'd be a lot involved with scheduling a project like this. So how, how long can, let's say you're building a new, let's say Brighton Homes, for example, yep. how long can it be from start to finish? Uh, Brighton Homes was about four months from when we took possession of the site to when it was handed back. Right. Um, it probably took a little bit longer than it should have with weather and that, but mm-hmm. generally about three to four months from start to finish. And and I know this is a, a four-month process trying to get explained in five minutes, but a lot of people probably listening won't understand how much work actually goes into building a let's say a top tier stadium like Brighton Homes and and the the technology that's involved now and what's actually under the surface. So why don't you break it down for the listeners in in, in a start to finish process? Right. So start to finish, we took possession of the site at Brighton Homes Arena at subgrade, which was plus minus 20 mil, meaning they had it pretty close to the to the height. Uh, we got our laser bucket, tidied up the surface to to exact height um, with three-dimensional UDS gear so we can build a dome-shaped field. So dumb that down for me, three-dimensional UDS gear. So this pretty, is this Pretty is... much we can build a field that's not just one flat plane. We can build it as a dome shape like a cricket field or whatever so they get runoff in every direction. To get a grade so critical like that right, is how much of that's done by eye now and how much of that's done by, done by computer? Essentially zero is done by eye. Right. It's all... The machine tells you when you're at height, but yeah. the operator can save himself some time by being able to see by eye where the low spots are and high spots are and not be carting dirt from one side of the field to the other to fill a low spot when there's some close. So there is, right. there's still good operators and bad operators, but yeah. essentially the machine does most of it for you now. So you got the cut, you got your levels right, you got your heights right. What goes in next? So then we installed all of the irrigation, so trenched it all in, mm-hmm. fitted everything off. Um, backfilled it with sand. Um, then we went and installed all the subsurface drainage. So every four metres, there's a 50 mil ag line. Every four metres? Every four metres. So that's kilometres and kilometres of ag lines that's, throughout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could, I think it was about five and a half kilometres of ag line in one AFL and you, field. And are you guys doing all that yourself? Like yes. Twin View people are yep. doing that? Yeah, yep. right. we do it all in house. So you, you put all your drainage in, then it's time for sand? Yep, and it's time for sand. So we imported. 9,800 and something tonne of sand into that field. And it's not just sand, is it? Like you've uh, got to get stuff to spec. We, is we that? imported that one as straight sand, yeah. but it is yeah, sand that's done to spec, so mm. USGA grade. Yeah. Um, then we spread amendments over the top of it and um, tilled it in with a blackavator. Yeah. And then we obviously finished that to true height and time for turf. And turf, so Tiff Tough one in Brighton, huh? Yeah, it was Tiff Tough, yep. You put Tiff Tough in a lot of your projects now? Yes, we do, yeah. yeah. We're, uh, it's getting real traction up home and yeah. we're getting it into a lot of fields. We've done 25 or 26 sports fields with Tiff Tough oh, now. Wow. Okay. And is, is most of the turf you put into these projects washed or unwashed? When it's on a sand profile like that, it's generally always washed. For those that listen to the Max podcast as well, you would have heard about the pretty impressive washing plant you got set up and that's quite unique. So you can do everything that is involved with these ovals totally in-house now, can't yeah, you? Yeah, 100%. Well. Yep. 
And so Brighton Homes was the big one, and I was um I was lucky to be up your way with you last week, and you took me on a little bit of a tour, and we saw uh, the wash plant in full action, washing a lot of Kaikuyu, which yes. is unusual for the for the Brisbane climate. So, are you allowed to tell us about that project? I suppose yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, 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 why yeah, don't you tell us a little bit about, about that project? So it's another cool one. We were engaged by Racing Queensland to contract grow uh, thirteen hectares of Kaikuyu for the redevelopment of the Gold Coast Turf Club. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never grown kaikuyu before, so it yeah. was a, a bit of a challenge. Uh-huh. It's very different to the other varieties we're used to. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, it's at turfing stage now, and we've started washing for the, the course. We're about two th- uh, about a third of the way through the course now. So in a nutshell, washing is, is basically blasting all the farm soil off the turf. Exactly, um, yep. To not interrupt the, the nice soil profile, the nice sand profile that they've built in on site. How long is it taking you to wash to wash t- turf now with your new plant? Uh, so with the Kaikuya, we're doing 3,000 metres a day. Yeah. Um, we're limited with what they can get laid down there each day. Mm-hmm. Um, Brighton Homes Arena, example, we, for example, we laid 4,500 metres of washed turf a day and it was all washed the day before. Yeah, right. Right, so you're a little bit slow when it comes to this. Yeah, the Kaikuya doesn't hasn't got the same tensile strength as the, the Tiff Tough, so it's a lot slower. You know, it's a big them. difference? Oh, massive. Yeah. Massive. Do you turf most of these or is stolenizing still a big thing in the sports turf world? We still stolenize a few fields. Mm-hmm. Um, as a general rule, it's more solid turf now because we get the quicker turnaround. They can be back in play. Yeah. Um, uses less water, obviously, a lot of water to establish stolens. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, the field's out of action for longer to grow it in and have it ready. Yeah. So yeah. most of them are solid turf. A, a big project that Twinview are, are involved with, and I know you're very heavily involved with it because I actually saw you on the harvester one day when you were there cutting the special grass. It's the yes. Suncorp project. Yes, that's right. So how long has Twinview been doing Suncorp Stadium for? Uh, 21 years, I believe. They were growing the grass for Suncorp Stadium when I started 18 years ago. Yeah. So On a con- on a contract. For- on contract through Strathair, who actually have the contract with Suncorp Stadium. So now Suncorp's extra unique and and there wouldn't be many farms at all in Australia. I don't think they'd have the the mechanisms to to grow the, I guess, the pad, the Suncorp pad, you call it, don't you, and put it in. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about the system that goes into Suncorp Stadium? So it's a mega system that Strathair do. Um, essentially, we've got one and a half hectares of grass growing up at the farm on black plastic with a 45 mil sand and mesh profile to help the turf um, stability. So, so it's sand with fibres through it. That's right, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it uh, it's lay and play. We can put it in the stadium one day and they're, they're playing on it pretty much straight away. So last time we'll, you were harvesting it when we were up there, it wasn't a normal turf harvest. You were sitting on a little seat right underneath That's something. right, on the side of a, max, a magnum big roll harvest. So how thick are the rolls that we're cutting for this? Uh about 50 mil, 50 to 60 millimetres thick. Right. And yeah, they played on that stuff five days after we finished laying it. All right, so straight in and straight yeah, on straight quick away. quick turnaround, yeah. yeah. And do you get to go into the stadiums yourself? Do you spend a bit of time in there with them? Or? Yeah, I spend a fair bit of time in there with Matt Oliver. Just call in to see him pretty much and make sure everything's all good and yep. see how it's going. And yep. we've become quite good friends since he took over there from Mal Caddy's. Coffee and a free lunch. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, and another prominent stadium that Twinview are known for, and if you've seen any of our, our Lawn Solutions marketing material, you would have seen this, but is, is it called KO Stadium? KO Stadium, now? yeah. That's the, yep. the new Redcliffe, or well, not the Redcliffe Dolphins, sorry, the Dolphins Stadium. Well, it's um, still Redcliffe it's Dolphins because the Q Cup side still play out of there and ah, it's always course. been Redcliffe of Dolphins. Um, that's a pretty special surface. Now, um, it's... An old enough stadium, isn't it? The stadium itself is pretty old, but the surface is 
the stadium's been there for as long as I've been in Brisbane. Yeah. But uh, all the new seating and grandstands all been new and we did the field, we redid the surface there as part of the the upgrade with the new grandstands. Now, you've told me a little bit about this before, uh, I guess off air or in our, in our own conversations that we've had and that got put in, I'm going to say four, four years ago, something like that, four or five years ago? Uh, six, I believe. Six now, years yeah. ago. And it's been a pretty um, – a pretty distinct surface in the Australian turf industry for us because it was one of the first fully turfed, high-profile TIFF Tough ovals that went in. So tell us a little bit about that project and how it's gone since. And I know they had, you know, it got pushed to the absolute brink in one of its first things with a lot of rain in yeah. the big tournament. So, so won't go through that. when they opened it, they had the – it was just before the Commonwealth Games. They had a tournament there and it bucketed down about 400 millimetres the weekend that they played this, mm. um, this tournament on there and it had – I believe it was 14 hours of play on it with 400 mil of rain. Wow. And I went in there and looked at it on the Monday expecting just to see no grass left and you'd barely know they'd played on it. It was incredible. And that's a due to a number of factors. The, the cultivar for one, Tiff Tough obviously can yep. handle wear and tear, but what sort of systems under that ground to be able to withstand something like that? So it's got a drain, 50 mil drainage on every three and a half metres across the surface as well. Right. So that allows for pretty good drainage. Yeah. To do this sort of work, like there's obviously so much involved. Like we just went through it then. You've got your drainage, you've got your, your subgrade prep, you've got your irrigation you've got to put in. What sort of equipment is required for Twinview Turf to do that? It's not just a tractor and a bucket, is it? There's a no, lot that's right. So we've got um, state-of-the-art uh, drainage technology. So we, when we're draining, we can do existing sports fields that have got the grass still on them and catch all the spoil straight out of the trench, backfill and fertilise and grow the stuff back across and there's zero damage to the field. They're back on it within two or three months. That's very worst. So this is an established grass field. In you an can established cut grass field, in. yeah. Yep, and it yeah, right. uh, catches all of the spoil straight out of the trench so there's nothing left beside the trench to have to clean up with a bobcat and press it into the grass. It's You virtually don't know we've been there except for the beautiful straight lines of sand that are there. Always straight? Always straight, yeah. GPS technology. <laughs> GPS again. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. There's no uh, human error there. And this is all Twinview stuff comes in on Twinview trucks and away you go. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, right. It's all, all owned by Twinview. And and how many of these projects do you reckon you've ever seen now in 18 years or however long you've been doing this? Oh, in the 11 years I've been involved on this side of the business, probably f- be more than 40 sports fields. Wow. I, I couldn't okay. even count them. And the planning stage, how much of that? Because like, I see these technical plans all the time. You, you showed a couple when we were looking at your presentation of yours this morning and it's a it's a bird's eye view essentially of an oval and just lines all yes. over the place. So yep. are you putting them together or is that done by someone else? No, they're generally handed to us. We do do some of our own DNC design and construct work, but yep. as a general rule, it's handed to us. The design's already done by someone like Sport Eng or yeah. a consultant that's already put it all together and we just have to price and build it to spec. Yeah, technical. Technical. That's why you're on the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so f- further to Twinview, you, you've got another role uh, within our industry that's that's pretty prominent, probably a little bit understated how prominent it actually is. You're the you're the president of STA Queensland, the Sports right. Turf yeah. Association Queensland. So tell us a little bit about um, the, I guess, the organisation of STA that you're, and then the Queensland fraction that you're the president of. What do you guys do? Uh, what's your role mainly involve? Um, so Sports Turf Association of Queensland, I've been on committee for six years now and this is my third term as president, so three years as president. Um, we host educational events, um, just walk and talks, field days, um, yeah, just try and 
get the industry together really and um, network, share ideas. And your members are who mainly? Um, mostly greenkeepers, um, stadium, ground staff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're free to any anyone doing their apprenticeship, anyone yep. doing their greenkeeping apprenticeship. So we get a lot of uh, lot of student members. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's mostly ground staff and um, people working in sports stadiums. And your goal is to educate these people further and encourage them to stay within the industry is that yeah exactly it? and um and even just to get them together and network and yeah um i know that a lot of green keepers have a tough time every now and then and uh-huh. just keeping them together gives them an ear to ear to chew and someone to talk to we spoke about this a couple of times in this podcast it's a it's a funny trade green keeping because you're working on such high profile um, high-profile locations like prestigious golf clubs, for example, and you obviously got a lot of members who are pretty harsh and pretty critical towards you. And I think it's pretty commonly known now that greenkeepers traditionally aren't paid very well for yep. what they do. So, how do you handle that within your industry? Is that a common thing you you discuss? Is it work conditions and that sort of thing? Or? I, I think because it's such a tight knit industry, a lot of people do discuss it amongst themselves, and mm-hmm. there's always someone there to talk to, which is really good. And I always, always encourage people to talk. If if you got a problem, talk to someone in the industry because they're they're going through the same. And yeah, um, probably probably the media really give greenkeepers hammering, as uh-huh. you would have seen when uh-huh. there's a surface not playing well. They they're pretty quick to to jump on it and without run with knowing it, anything about it, without any yeah. knowing anything about it. That's and that's one of the big things. And something that for a lot of people probably don't know is like a lot of the. Um, a lot of the stadium managers for the big stadiums are put on media bands and not allowed to to give their case. So the media yeah, can okay. media can give them a real hammer and and they can't even uh, get on there and explain why what, what's happened or why mm. it's like it is. Or so yeah, it can be pretty tough on them at times. I can imagine that was a frustrating time, particularly for Suncorp. We're just talking about Suncorp and that got resurfaced this year, and they copped a pretty hard time in the media as well, not knowing anything that went on at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the media aren't quick to say that the turf had only been down for four days or yeah. five days when they were playing on it. And yeah. Yeah, they don't really like to talk about that. It's and just it, easy to throw a negative story out. It's not just sports fields they've got to contend with now too. You'd know about this with what you do. Like it's more concerts and, and things that aren't sport at all that That's do right. the damage, aren't they? Yeah, well, that, that um, resurface only happened because of the concerts that they had there in the off-season. Yeah. So Ed Sheeran bumped out. We were in there two days after his last show and uh. – there was only a 12-day turnaround until the first NRL game on the field. Yeah, right. Bloody head. And the, the grass had been covered for two weeks, I believe, so there's nothing left alive when the stage comes up. So what do they do? So if you're someone who you know, goes to one of these concerts and goes to see Ed Sheeran at Suncorp Stadium, there's a beautiful playing surface there, then Ed comes along. What do they do to protect the grass or it's just open slather and just go straight on um, top? With a concert like that, they knew they couldn't protect the grass, yeah. so essentially they just put the floor matting down which is more so people have got something to walk on. If it does rain, there's not not walking in mud and yeah. getting boggy. But um, they do, like Suncorp has concerts where they might only replace 2,000 metres at the northern end under the stage yeah. and they just lay the floor matting down as late in the, late in the thing as they can before the concert uh. and then pull it up as soon as people are walking out, there'll be... There'll be staff coming in, starting to pull the floor up the same night the concert finishes. Yeah, right. Yes. And, um, yeah, so you might not have to replace then. So floor covering, remove it really quickly and then just replace whatever's the worst. Exactly. And yeah. where the stage sits, there's just the sheer weight of it sitting on the floors, on the flooring that kills the grass underneath. With Suncorp, I've always thought this. You watch the the Origin mainly um, at Suncorp Stadium. You look, they give you the bird's eye view. The camera angle goes over yep. the top. It's such a small opening on top. 
How do they keep the grass looking as good as it does with with virtually no sunlight? So they've actually got grow lamps in there. They've got, I believe it's six stands of um, UV grow lamps that they put out every night. Right. So this time of year, from about the 25-metre mark on the field, won't see any direct sunlight all day, zero sunlight. So but they've got it, the grow lamps. And it lamp. all the wear in the world. All the wear in the world, yep. And grow lamps. So they're what do they look like and what do they actually So do? they're – I believe the ones in there would probably be about 25 metres wide and they're yeah. just a rack of um, ultraviolet lights on wheels, like drag them out like a big trailer, fold them out, and then every day they move them to cover the next bit of grass. And yeah. if they've got nothing on during the day and they don't have any maintenance mowing or works to do on the field, they just stay out all day. Artificial sunlight. Artificial sunlight. Yeah, right. I've always wondered how they, they sort of kept that in check. So so Suncorp, Brighton Homes, Gold Coast Turf Club. Yep. What other big projects have Twinview been involved with? So when I took on the role at Twinview as project manager, my very first job was resurfacing the Gabba. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that no was- pressure, No pressure? No pressure. <laughs> that was the very first gig I had as a project manager for Twinview. We completely resurfaced the- the whole of the stadium outside the wicket block. So stripping off all the grass? Stripped like, all the grass with a top maker. Yeah. Um, gave the surface a scarify, brushed it up to tidy because the, the shape was right. We didn't yeah. need to do any any reshaping works. Just mm. took the grass off and tidied it up and new turf down. How do you feel looking after a project like that? Are you, are you nervous that about one it? I was pretty nervous night, that, that one I was pretty nervous about. Yeah. And, um, we started doing that research, uh, the re-turfing as washed maxi rolls mm. and the paddock that we were growing the, the grass on had a lot of little fine rock in it and with the washing of the maxi rolls, we couldn't get rid of the rocks out of it. Right. So there was a bit of a stoppage in play after the first day. We are trying to work out how we're going to stop the rocks. Yeah. So obviously the rocks are no good for the cylinder mower they're going to be mowing it with. Yeah. So the third day of install, we were doing it with slabs so we could actually flip each slab over on a on a rack and shake the rocks out of it before it got to the stadium. <laughs> okay. So, so that one might have kept you up at night. That one kept me up a little bit when the first day's turf went in full of rock, yeah. And what was, are you like now? Like you watch the AFLW finals on Brighton Homes Arena, um, not long after you finished turfing. Uh, that was played less than seven weeks after we put the turf on the stadium. And are you watching that going... I was oh, actually no, there. No, that one I was fine with because I knew the grass was going to be right with that one. Yeah. I'd said to the guys from Brisbane Lions probably three weeks out when there was first talks to started that they might be getting played there that they'd be right. It wouldn't be the grass that stopped them. Yeah. So that one I was fine with. So you're pretty casual footy watching now when you know it's your That one I was right with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one I wasn't too concerned about yeah, at all. That's good. That's good. And 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 – any other big projects coming up that you can that you can talk about now? I know you guys do a lot of suburban grounds and council yeah. work and renovation, but um, there's no major stadiums on the horizon. Yeah, um, not that I'm aware of, but the Olympics are coming to Brisbane, so okay. there'll probably be some stuff coming up when that starts to really un- unfold. Well, they'll have to resurface a lot of stuff, I'd imagine. There'll be a lot of stuff new. happening. Yeah. Um, like the Gabba's getting a complete overhaul. It's getting taken down and redone. Okay, yeah. So, there's, yeah, there'll be some stuff in the pipeline there that I'm sure we'll, we'll be a part of. You have to get stuck into Shore, your salesman, to make sure he's yeah. winning their money up. <laughs> yeah, tell him to get on his game. Get on his game. Yeah, you know, that's great. Um, it's a pretty interesting story. It's really interesting work, what you guys do, and I think – a lot of people don't understand what actually goes into this. It's not just it's not just spreading eighty twenty out and throwing some grass on top. There's so much involved, and yeah, there's uh, a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people would never 
never think happens with the sports field. And I think I think if you get the chance, it's worth it's worth checking out uh, Twinview's website. They've got a lot of stuff on there from from projects that they've done, and you'll get a glimpse into what kind of equipment they've got, and again, how much work actually goes in, and and how much stuff Trent has to oversee um, on a day to day basis. And on that, what kind of team are you? What kind of crew are you got um, to do this? How many people you got working at so, Twinview on this side? Uh, working directly under me, I've got about eight guys right. generally. Um, then there's a couple of blokes that work on the farm mm-hmm. when we're not doing big constructions that come out and, and do stuff that are specially trained on what we're doing with the construction work. So yeah. they sort of jump between both sides of the business. Mm-hmm. And at what stage does the big, the big boss come on site? When he feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's, he's good. He comes in and whenever Max is involved in a job, yeah. there's plenty of staff on the job because he'll pull people from everywhere on the farm to come and make sure it happens quick. Yeah, sure he's got a fair bit job. more pull than I do. I get oh, four guys for the same job he'd have eight. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> Not for a second. No, um, look, great story. You're um, you're a really important person in our industry and I, I you know, obviously – it's shown by your position there at Twinview, but also president of STA Queensland. And if you're listening to this and you're you're a greenkeeper or you're you're in the industry and you're in Queensland, um, I'd recommend you check out STA Queensland and join it because I'd, I'd imagine there's a lot of benefit to being a member. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, mm. definitely. Mm, that's great. That's great. Well, Trent Hobson, project manager from Twinview Turf, thanks for being on the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. It's been good.